how do I start this thing? How do you plug the bloody USB in? Yeah, it's in. Nah, man. Wrong point. Oh, wait. It's flashing now. Is it? Re- oh, wait. It's recording. Well, let's start this thing, full. Hello, it's Amelia. G'day, it's Sam. Welcome back to Ask the Joy podcast, a podcast where we aim to build a better mindset for better relationships, whether this is to improve the relationship with yourself or with those around you. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, hello. It's your boy, Sam. (laughs) 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 So we've got Alex back for this particular episode. So welcome back, Alex. It's been a week and... uh, (laughs) Glad to to, to be here again. You sat in that seat for a week, haven't moved. <laughs> yep. Haven't showered or anything, so thanks for having me back. Still looking quite good. <laughs> well, with this episode, we know you as a character who particularly doesn't really give a shit. Thank you. With a lot of things. Thank you very much. And properly said, like as in a person <laughs> who is like you're quite focused in your own lane. Like you're not quite bothered about what other people are doing or what they think about you or like that kind of thing. Like you're very comfortable in your own shoes and you're comfortable doing your own thing. So that's why we thought that this topic might be really good to discuss with you and it's just how not to take things personally. Yeah. So I guess that's something that I didn't always have that characteristic throughout my life. I think we were saying off camera that, you know, it is pretty common for early stages of life where, you know, external feedback from even from your family or, you know, your close friends, they say something negative about you to you, you know, you you can take that the wrong way or, you know, you can let that affect you. And yeah, I I can say that, you know, in my early stages of life, that was true. I wasn't always the way I am now where if you if you're legitimate in how you say things if you're trying to you know say something negative I can probably see straight through that I'm comfortable in my own skin where I can say where I can say that's great I don't give a fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, you know if they do have like valid genuine like constructive criticism I can take that on board I can see past like that negative aspect and I can see, hey, I, I, I may actually need to, to work on, you know, said criticism and, you know, to actually better myself. So I think throughout time, you know, you, you, you do learn to see past just the negative because I can see like other people may take that and they can only focus on the negative. And if they're not focusing on how to better themselves, that's not going to help you. So it, it, I tried to see past that. Yeah. Because I can see that the way you handle feedback just in general, it's you, you do it really well. You, yeah. you, you do it like you just... Very chill. Yeah, you chill about it. You're, you have no real reaction towards it. And you briefly touched this in the previous episode where throughout your journey, uh, specifically at April, that was a massive learning curve for you. So as you were learning and getting feedback from your mentor at the time, you were able to basically take that on board and apply that to you now in your own individual capacity as well as in within your career growth as well. Yeah, I think like another byproduct of having that uh, attitude of always wanting to learn and not getting too stuck on the negative is you're going to, it, it allows you to, to build your network a lot. And like if you're getting stuck on getting offended 
focusing on these negative things, you might find that you're cutting a lot of like relationships or cutting, cu- cutting ties with a lot of people. And I'm not doing this to, to be liked in, 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 in any way, but not being offended and, and building that relationship with a lot of people, that goes back to the whole networking side of things where people like and trust you. So if someone has a valid point and saying, hey, you know, even though you may have fucked up doing, you know, X activity, you may want to think about doing it this way. If, if I was to just get offended and say, man, this guy, he's, a, he's an idiot and just cut ties with him, like that's not going to help me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So being open-minded and not having that like butthurt feeling about everything, not only is it going to, you know, allow you to learn, but also, you know, keep relationship relationships with people and that's 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 a life lesson in itself and that holds a lot of value yeah and i think as as you mature as well like you were saying you start to pick up on cues or body language to tell who's being genuine or who's actually just you know giving you shit and who's actually just trying to bring you down and also knowing yourself to be comfortable to just yeah be comfortable being yourself so you don't let anyone else's negative comments or feedback affect you yeah I think one of the main things that I keep in the back of my mind is what's the intent of that person? So even if like the way that they're delivering feedback, if they're rough around the edges, you know, they're swearing, they may even like, you know, call you a dickhead or whatever. If you can see past that and see genuinely that's their way of them trying to give you like actual feedback for, you know, whatever you were doing, constructive, feedback. constructive yeah. criticism, feedback, whatever you want to call it. But if you can see they're genuinely trying to give you some advice, I can look past all of, you know, whatever insults they give me or, you know, whatever it is, seeing past that, I think is a valuable thing for yourself. Yeah. For instance, like I've had a lot of workmates like, you know, above me, <clears throat> They, they are rough around the edges. They, you know, they swear they have like rough language. A lot of other workmates might not like them. They say, oh, you know, X person is very unprofessional. He shouldn't be talking like that. But for me, all of that stuff doesn't matter. Like he is genuinely trying to help me learn. And the way he, he does it is a little bit edgy. You know, he might offend some people. But for me, it's just like I look past that and I, I can see the lessons that he's trying to teach. And I literally didn't have a problem with him. I, I had zero like encounters of me saying, oh man, this guy's like, he's questionable. Like I literally saw all past that until like, you know, some other workmates kind of brought it up and, you know, started complaining and whatnot. So that was a little bit eye-opening. Yeah, of course. And that was kind of a little bit unexpected because that's just the way I am. Unexpected as in you didn't see him for being a rude person? Yeah, I mean, like, you can see that, you know, he has rough language, but that was it for me. It was just like, that's just the way he talks. Yeah, no, I get what you mean, because for me, I think even if someone was really rude in the way that they talk or swore a lot or something, or they were a bit rough, it comes down to the personality, like, the gestures of what they do with other things. Like, are they still being helpful? Or like, and then you see all that and you're like, oh, it's just, that's just how they talk. But behind the scenes, they're actually really, like, helpful, really genuine person. I think, I think it's hard initially, especially when you just meet that person and they give you that kind of feedback in terms of how they act and, and treat you. It's hard to overcome that initial interpretation. 
because you don't know that person. You don't know the personality. You don't know how they talk. So initially it's like, oh, shit, this guy's he's a bit rude or it's confrontational or it's disrespectful. I think that still comes back to being open because you're open to be like, okay, let's just see how this person is first. Don't just go to assumptions and be like, nah, he's rude. I'm not going to talk to him. Yeah, 100%. But I mean, for everyone, everyone interprets things differently, right? So the initial communication piece, it's like, oh, he's got me by randomness because he's talking to you like fucking shit. You know what I mean? So I, I, I can see where your workmates were like, hang on, this guy's a bit rude. But if you see behind the lines of who he is truly as a person. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he's not saying such things like, you're a fucking idiot, like, you're fucking up. It, like, just the words that he's saying, like, people can take it the wrong way. But I saw straight past that. And he wasn't being, I mean, you could say he's being disrespectful, but to me, it's just like, you know, just language. Was, was there ever a moment where someone gave you a feed like feedback in that same manner or similar manner where you're like hang on fucks this guy smoking i haven't really been like or haven't really had that experience where i've had like a rude boss or rude supervisor where he's like legitimately trying to put you down so i guess i mean I'm, I'm lucky in that sense but you know just with this this new gig i don't want to name names but he like in my eyes he's been super helpful like I've only been there for what three weeks, and um, he's helped me learn, you know, all of these different things. Like he understands that I'm completely green to the whole industry. He's recommended me things to read up on, read, you know, X reports, and you know, he's given yeah. me a whole bunch of resources to help me learn, which is, you know, that's good. Yeah. It's very good. He's helped me, you know, tremendously in these past weeks. So it's it's definitely different to what you learn in uni. Obviously, you can learn a lot of theory stuff, but in, in practice, it's, it's, totally different, it's right? legitimately different, like way different. Is that the same rough guy that we're talking about? Same rough guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like you can, you can argue that he's kind of disrespectful to some other people, but he, I, at least I can see his intent. He, he doesn't actually want to bring people down. He's a bit more honest. Like, yeah. Very straightforward. He's, like, he's quite blunt. Like yep. he, he knows that. But he's not disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. At least in my eyes. Yep. I've definitely encountered a number of people in my career growth mm. where directly they wouldn't talk to you, demean you, or just be disrespectful. But behind the scenes, they'll belittle you through other means by talking behind your back and that sort of stuff. And I've also met people who would belittle you directly in your face. Yeah. And, and, Depending on you as a person, but you understanding who that person is as a character, it is very difficult to not give a shit because initially your interpretation of that person is, hey, this guy's being a cockhead because you're not used to that person, right? And I think there's got to be a level of professionalism at the same time, yeah, right? Because it is a professional setting. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. at work, so there should be some level where you guys communicate like a level of respect yeah. for each other 100 percent. like yeah. you like i don't know you i wouldn't be like oh fuck head go do this or, or yeah, you're yeah. a piece of shit Why you know what you mean? Pick that up or something. yeah 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 <laughs> like that kind of stuff you know what yeah. i mean it, it, and i think there's got to be an understanding where it's got to be hey this is a professional setting we should be communicating in this level yeah. of standards yeah like i said I, ha- I haven't really faced or experienced that like firsthand i mean the the closest thing was because everything we do is like shared documents. So, you know, we have one central point 
where you know it's do- basically document control. Um, there was one instance where I said, you know, I, I emailed Allmate, you know, a spreadsheet, and then there was an assumption that it was an offline document, and he's like, "What the fuck did you do that for?" You, you know, whatever word. And to me, it was just like just bounce right off like, <laughs> <laughs> ping pong ball yeah, just, i wasn't offended or anything and yeah. i said no nah. like i emailed him the the shared document link and then he's like oh, all right i'll take that back i was like cool yeah. like even if like he didn't take that back it was just like nothing yeah you didn't think of it much like what what what's that going to do to me like yeah i know i did the right thing yeah yeah so yeah were, were you always like that or has that one aspect that also changed when you said that younger you did kind of care Is that yeah i think like throughout high school I didn't really come across anything in primary school, but I think in high school where, you know, possibly even teachers or, you know, schoolmates might bring you down. That's just like a natural thing that, you know, teenagers do call you a dickhead or whatever. I think that, you know, had some effect on me. Um, I was never a person that was always really down on myself, but I think probably listening to a lot of like wouldn't say like necessarily motivational speakers or whatever, but a lot of people that talk about, self-value and also how to better yourself i think that's where i kind of started to understand hey sometimes the uh, like the the words of other people they might want to bring you down and why would you want to spend energy on that person if they're not trying to better you like you don't need to spend energy on them like there's a whole plethora of other people that are in your network that can lift you up. So why are you trying to focus on these people when they're only trying to bring you down? Mm, I think that point. it also starts with being comfortable in your own skin. Um, if you, it might sound corny, if you, if you, you know, you're able to love yourself and you're comfortable in your own skin, all of these negative feedbacks, they're not going to affect you. But if, you, if you're not like in that stage where, you know, you're confident in yourself, you're always going to listen to that person that says, "Hey, you're you're not you're not it." Yeah. You know, so it starts with you being comfortable in in your own skin. Yeah, you have to have that mindset of, "Hey, they might want to bring me down, but they also have like a valid point in you made a mistake here. You can do something better." So, I think the the mindset that I have is, don't focus on the negative. Because what's that going to offer you in life? Like, if you're focusing on the negative, that's just wasting your time, essentially. There's always going to be a life lesson in mistakes and negative feedback. How can you better yourself? What can you do better next time? So if you focus on that, I think that is what's going to allow you to not only be able to receive those types of words or feedback, but yeah, you'll be able to move forward you'll be able to learn and not let these things affect you yeah that's really good was there anything in particular that got you into listening to those motivational speakers honestly it wasn't anything that i was out looking for it was just like me just scrolling on my phone you know you see these types of things you know like i think it was instagram or maybe even probably instagram yeah probably (laughs) instagram instagram has you know the algorithms fucking once you like something you're just on that trail forever (laughs) you you get into these types of things i think it's like you know you get those snippets of podcasts of you know joe rogan and all these big famous podcasts speaking to all of these people so it wasn't like i was out looking for it it was just i just so happened to scroll and you know caught my eye i'm like oh okay that's a valuable thing to take on board 
and yeah, like it's def definitely a lot that you take on board and it, it, it teaches you a lot. And I think, like I said, it, it changes your outlook on how people talk to you or how you perceive that. Um, and that kind of translates into a lot of things. Yeah, I think it does too. When was the first moment that you applied that though? Because you obviously, you obviously were scrolling through Instagram as an example, right? Mm. And you and you stumbled across a motivational post. And at that point you go, fuck, okay, I realize that I should value myself higher than what I currently do. At what point did you actually apply that? Because I think there's a difference with seeing how things should be applied yeah. to actually doing it yourself. I, I can't think of an exact point, but like talking about examples, like when I first started at 8Ball, I fucked up a lot. Like you could probably, <laughs> you probably hear a lot of stories like, yeah, mm. like fucking Alex, he fucking, you know, did this, he lost this account or whatever. And those, those early years, like I didn't take that feedback like the way I would now. Like I was just like, fuck man, I'm a, I'm a total fuck up. Like, fuck, I keep fucking up these things. Mm. But at the same time, I wasn't learning from them. I mean, I, I could obviously recognize that I was messing up, but in terms of how I can better myself, I wasn't taking that on board. Um, so I can see like a difference between being able to learn and not learn. I don't know if that necessarily makes sense, but yeah, th those first early years of 8-Ball, <laughs> I messed up a lot. Was it because you weren't really actioning on like the mistakes that you made and you kind of just let it yeah, slide? It's not necessarily that. It's probably like a step back, like recognizing the exact things. I mean, I, I could see that I was fucking up, but I didn't know what to do to, to fix it. correct those mistakes. And you had like more negative talk to yourself as well. Yeah. It's just like, I was focusing on you fucked up. Yeah. That was the thing that I was taking on board. Yeah. Just like, why are you doing this? I'm like, oh man, I was really down on myself. And I wasn't thinking whole picture where, you know, I'm able to correct those wrongs so I don't make that mistake again. So that, that's definitely a difference between first experience at 8-Ball and then at the tail end. But for clar clarification's sake, when feedback was given to you, that feedback was, hey, you're doing this wrong, but you need to do it this way for you to fix it. Or that was never... I mean, it, it wasn't laid out perfectly. It, it was just like, at least from what I remember, it was yeah. just, you messed up. Yeah, yeah, okay. But that was the loudest message out of everything, yeah. out of all the feedback. <laughs> yeah, I like, mean, like, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I have selective memory, but that's, that's what yeah. I remember. Yeah. So he, I may have been told, you know, this is what you could, could have done, but mm. I think it just may have gotten filtered out yeah. in my own little subconscious. And then over time, like when you saw more and more of these motivational either like quotes or speeches you started to kind of think yeah about like it self a bit more. self value yourself and also it changes your outlook mm. like yeah you may have messed up but there's a lesson in that yeah there's there's it sounds corny but there's there's only wins and lessons there's no losses yeah of course, that's how man. i see things yeah. too yeah obviously you know you may have lost on paper but there's a lesson in that. And I also say that people who make the most mistakes are the people who learn the most because of people who are afraid to make mistakes or don't even make any. They don't learn anything because they yes. haven't tried at all. Yeah. Whereas like you've tried, you've made the mistakes and you made heaps of mistakes, but now like, you know, you're here where you are now. Yeah. And if you have that mindset of wins and lessons, obviously you don't want to just go, oh, that's another lesson. Hmm, another lesson. Yeah, you need to do you need, you need to have that drive to actually want to win. Yeah. Or, or have success. about it. At yeah, least. that's true. Yeah. And I think there are people out there who make a lot of mistakes, but aren't proactive in 
applying those mistakes to yes you know how they can improve themselves because there's a balance right there's a balance where yeah you can make a lot of mistakes and those mistakes are good because those are life experiences where you can mm. apply that to yourself and correct yourself but there's another side to it where you fuck up all the time and the the reason of why you're fucking up is because you're not taking it serious where you can apply that to yourself and i think we, you can see that like for me as an example like i i used to run a team a team of 10 right and you can see a clear definite definition or split between good characters and characters who don't necessarily apply themselves. Yeah. So as you said, making mistakes is a crucial point in your life, whether it's career or individual, whatever it is that you can actually apply and learn from those mistakes. Yeah. Were there any certain moments in life where you did actually take something really personally and then you were kind of like, oh, Maybe I took it too personally. Uh, I don't necessarily think there was like specific moments. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about work. It could be like one, like a friend said one thing and you like took it really personally. And then afterwards you're like, oh, I dwelled on that a bit too much. Uh, nothing really comes to mind, but there's definitely moments. It's probably more in like the work sense. Yeah. Because with friends. It's honest, friends, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just literally like deflecto cedo cuz. <laughs> 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 See you later, fella. Yeah, yeah, whatever, G. Yeah, but like probably because yeah, work is more important in yeah. terms yeah. of like the feedback. Life. Yeah. Is there anything opposite? So, say something happened and your reaction was like, "Oh, whatever," but later on you hang on, maybe I should have taken that seriously or something like that. I mean, reflecting now, like all of those mistakes, you're just like, "Shit, man." I had a very bad outlook on that. I didn't learn anything back in the back back then. Yeah. But now, obviously, moving forward, you can, or at least for me, I can start to see the lessons in these things. Just like, even if it's like a minor mistake, or I could have done things better, I can I can see those things now. But maybe in like a personal sense, where I haven't been as sensitive to other people's boundary or not i shouldn't say boundaries but um, <laughs> just rock up at people's doors at 2 a.m <laughs> mother suckers i'm here <laughs> nah but like i haven't been as considerate to, to other people because you know just for myself i'm pretty easygoing and whatnot but sometimes i find that i may have offended someone because uh, i has i haven't really been exposed to someone that thinks a little bit differently to what i am so i think me being so whatever i th- like, I kind of assume that everyone else is like that. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, there, there have been some times where, you know, I, I may have said something and someone else may not think the same way and they get a little bit upset. That's going to be a little bit eye-opening for me. Yep. So the, with those moments, how did you find out that that person was upset? Did yeah, they I mean, tell like, you Yeah, directly? they they straight up told me direct. And then there, there's been some times I don't want to get too far into detail with my partner, Anita. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And, you know, it's it's been good because she clearly communicates that's good yeah you messed up and i'm not going to get offended by that because mm. i know hey man i've affected someone's feelings i yeah. should be a little bit more considerate they might not think the way the exact same way i do yeah yeah even though i don't necessarily agree with that like i wouldn't get offended like why would you get offended but yeah you yeah. have to be respectful I, and look but i resonate with that before yeah i resonate right. with that because i'm of a, i'm similar to you man in the fact that i don't really care I like not that i don't care but i certain actions or words don't affect me yes so i make the assumption that hey because i'm talking to someone like her for an example 
I would say that stuff to her and she would take offense to it. And I don't realize <laughs> that because to me, I'm like, well, why would you take that serious? Because it's not serious, but yeah. Yeah. you don't realize that other people take it serious. Yeah. 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 But I'm also similar. Like I would say I'm, I'm a lot more on the chill side, but like you might have realized I don't hang out with a lot of females because not saying that there's anything bad with it, but they are a little bit more on the sensitive side. And sometimes I do say things like, I'm just so whatever I say, whatever I want to say, like obviously with consideration. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then there has been times where girls are like, oh, why would you say that? Or like, you know, why did you say that to me? Blah, blah, blah. And they might have like, I'm just saying what I feel, yeah, just, what I just think. Just being me, man. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, uh, and then like it happened a few times. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't say that. But then like talking to like you or like other guy friends, like whatever i'm like so i don't understand so i had to learn a bit mm. of that you know the gauge of how to talk to females as opposed to males and things like that too yeah i guess yeah the, the other side of things is even though you might not give a fuck other people will give a fuck they do give a fuck yeah, 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 yeah. you have to learn to think in other person's yeah. shoes i mean that, that goes case by case oh, yeah, i guess 100%. it comes just by experience and learning you know their boundaries of that's okay and that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Usually fucked up. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into a few of, so Mark Manson, he's this guy who wrote this book. I think it's like subtle tips on how not to give how a not fuck. To give fuck yeah. There's two tips in there specifically that kind of resonated to us. So mm. we want to discuss it. The first one was your one. Yeah. So that, that first one is just not giving a fuck. And being comfortable yeah. or being different. Yeah. So, that resonated a lot with me because I'm very much a person where I, I don't give a fuck because I know my lane and I know who I am. Yes. So whatever. And you're comfortable being you. And I'm, yeah, comfortable being myself, right? Comfortable being in my own skin. So with others. Oh, wait, actually, that's my one. <laughs> but it, it resonates with yeah. me too because yeah. it's just like, well, I'm me. I'm just doing me. Mm. I'm talking to you as if you were to talk to me, like I'm respectful in that regard, but you know, I can treat you openly. Why should I care? Yes. I'll just read the line again. It says not giving a fuck does not mean being indifferent. It means being comfortable in being different. And why I said I resonated with this is because I would say me 10 years ago, if because a lot of the times I find that if someone gave like a group gave an opinion and they're like, oh, I feel like this or I feel like this is what I would choose. A lot of the times I'm the person or the one odd one is like, oh, no, I kind of feel like this one and I would stay completely quiet because I'll let everyone pick and then I realize I'm the odd one out and I'll stay quiet. But now I've realized that just because I have a different opinion or feeling or different preference, I shouldn't, I don't need, feel the need that I need to stay quiet. Like I can Mm. still make my opinion, but it wouldn't offend anyone. It's just that that's how I feel. Like say everyone likes white chocolate. I like dark chocolate. It's just like a preference. Yeah. And just on that, white chocolate is trash. (laughs) Um, Dark chocolate is the way. Agreed. Uh, Not trying to yuck your yum, as they say, but uh, (laughs) it definitely sucks. I disagree. I like white. Suckers. So he's the odd one out. Indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> but the life lesson is he doesn't give a f- <laughs> So fuck your choices. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've learned over time is be okay with voicing yeah. what you feel. Yeah, and then like social pressure, I think that's something that I've learned to become a little more 
comfortable in my own skin, not just like other people's opinions, but that social pressure of you have to have these different milestones by this age. Yeah, you know, yeah. a big thing was like, you know, turning 30, you should have your shit together. You should have a house. You should be married, mm. fucking having kids. In that sense, I've always been okay with it in saying it's going to happen when it happens. Obviously, you don't want to just sit in the fucking backseat and do nothing and then hope everything works out. But in the sense where a lot of these, you know, social pressures, whether it's coming from family or friends, like, oh, are you married yet? Yeah. You're going to have kids? That shit just fucking bounces off. More ping pong balls. You fucking worry about your own shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, I, I'm on my own path and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I may be a little bit late in terms of buying a property, but I'm on my way. Shit's happening in the background. It'll happen when it happens. Yeah, you bring up a really important thing. A lot of people base their milestones on age. Yes. That's social stigma too. And that's what annoys me. It's like, oh, you hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, when you're fucking 24, you should have a kid or you should be married or you should have a a clear goal or a pathway for your career growth. And it's like, well, hang on, you, everyone's life is different. Their pathway is, like you said, it's all different. Yes. Yeah, you could base it as a, a template, if you want to put it at that way. Yeah, like a rough guideline. But realistically, everyone's life is different. You, you can't paint that picture exactly to that T. And exactly like you said, you know, you're, as long as you have a goal and as long as you're working your way towards that, that's what's most important for you. Yeah, because if, if you put too much value in, you know, whatever milestone it is, like, you know, having a full-time job by the age of X, if you don't hit that, you're going to fucking feel like a failure. You're going to be like, oh, why am I not hitting these particular goals or, you know, whatever it is, you're going to find that you're going to be down on yourself. That's also the same as the saying, like the higher expectations you have either for yourself or for other things, the more disappointing you get because you don't, either it didn't meet the expectations or the outcome was different and you were so set on this one expectation, then you get disappointed. Whereas if you are open-minded and okay with how this journey turns out or how you get like on this path, like it's fine. Like you Mm. have no expectations, but as long as you have that goal, that's fine. Yeah, like like you said, having a particular goal in mind, obviously it's good to have. Um, you don't necessarily have to follow exactly what everyone is expecting of you. Yeah. As long as you are working towards those goals, you're doing the best that you can. Because there's a, there's a number of factors that go into life. Yeah. You know, yeah. whether it's you know family situation or whatever education, you know, all of these different things that everyone's different in. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be married have a house, have kids by the age of fucking 25 because, you know, your parents may have done that, what, like 40 years ago or whatever. Yeah. But life is different back then. Life is very different. Like my parents, they bought a house, what, 35 odd years ago for like 50, 50 grand. grand. Yeah. That ain't that happening. Ain't that, yeah. <laughs> and, and look, it, it comes to the income as well. Yeah. Income was different. Opportunities were different. So comparing it to that, that generation, oh, yeah. Fucking no way. Yeah, I mean, like, if we had price, like, house prices of that, like, I'm fucking sweet ass. <laughs> I'm like, I'd be fucking multiple house owners. Yeah. But I think the most important part to this conversation is as long as you're comfortable with yourself and your own skin, 
and you understand where you are in your current point in life and like just where you need to be i think that's the yeah because i know where i want to be i do want those things i obviously if i had the opportunity to have those things earlier yeah great but i don't necessarily put weight on hey i should have had that three years ago like what's that gonna do to me if that's i if i'm yeah. stuck on that like i should have had that yeah that doesn't serve me at all so the second Mark Manson quote, it was, we all have a limited number of fucks to give. Pay attention to where and who you give them to. Yeah. So that was I'm the one that you... All out of fucks to give. Yeah. <laughs> that was the massive resonation to me. Why? Well, I resonate to that a lot mm. because you can only give so much energy. And you mentioned this in the previous episode. Yeah. Is giving enough energy in certain areas um, that's most important to you. So if you... If you Give a fuck in different areas. You're just going to fucking deplete yourself. Yes. For me, my character is pretty much, I don't give a fuck about most things. And all I care about is myself, not making it sound like I'm selfish and whatnot, but it's like focusing on areas that I need to focus on Mm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I may be paraphrasing, but there's a a nice quote from The Last Samurai. (laughs) Too many fuck. (laughs) No fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Good <call. laughs> Oh shit. Uh, but that's true though. Yeah. Like, when you actually put it like actually make it realistic and apply that to real life, it actually makes sense. Yeah, but I think it's also if you care about what other people think or what they're saying, like all your like your energy has been in everyone's thoughts or opinions on you. You don't even have time to actually reflect on what you actually need to do because you're like, oh, this person said that or this person said this about me and now I feel like this, blah, blah, blah. But how do you truly feel and where do you actually truly want to go? Like it's more it's more valuable if you focus on that as opposed to what people are like saying about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you do this really well. Thank you, you resonate this fucking hard because just knowing you as a person like – from where you came from, like when I first met you till now, you've pretty much followed that of, uh, you know, you limit how much you give a fuck yeah. about certain things. And I think that's why with this particular quote, if you want to call it that, it really resonates with you very, very strongly. Mm. I think like a, another sort of interpretation is like valuing friendships as well. Because mm. you, you're not going to have equal friendships with everyone you know. Yeah, you're gonna have some people that you know you may hang out with once every couple of years. You know, it's good to see them, but you're not super close. But you also have your your tight knit group where you know you're gonna value their opinions a lot more. So when these sorts of people that you know you don't put a lot of stock in, they may talk shit about you, but at least in my eyes, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like if if they're not gonna invest time with you and you you see that you're putting a lot more effort into this friendship than they are they're not reciprocating yeah that's something that you know you don't necessarily want to be a part of obviously Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to cut ties with people but i've learned to not invest all of my time with someone that's not willing to do the same thing and you've learned this because you've You've done this before. You've invested. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. So I, I've always been the one that organizes events, ah, you know, gets people yeah. together, saying, "Hey, you want to do this? Let's do that." And then I take a step back and I see, why am I the one that's doing it every single time for the past few years? I've never been invited to that person's party, or they never invite me. Then I start to see 
you know, maybe it's not in my best interest to always put so much effort out. I'm not saying that I'm not friends with you anymore, but I know that's probably not super valuable to me. I can invest my time with someone who's willing to reciprocate. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, that's- so I'm, I'm not saying, yeah, look, F that guy or whatever, but it's just like I- How to value yourself a bit more. Yeah, look I mean, like yourself. with life, you're limited with time. So you want to spend the time with the most valuable people in your life. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you're spending a lot of time with someone that's, you know, that doesn't value you in the same way, like what's happening there? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I resonate with that too. You, what you just mentioned, we discussed this in a previous episode <clears throat> about friendships yeah. in- I resonate hard with that because I was similar to you where I would put in a lot of effort to help my friends, whether it be career, individual growth, or just just random shit. And I was exactly that where I noticed that, you know, why is it me that's putting so much effort into it? Why don't they do that for me too? And that's when you realize, okay, certain people where you can be more, like you spend more energy with them, mm-hmm. you invest more time with them, but then there's certain people where you i wouldn't say i don't give a fuck or i don't like you or anything like that it's more like okay you can stay over there yeah and i'm gonna chill with these yeah because like as you get older more responsibilities obviously you're getting a full-time job you you're getting life partners and whatnot you don't have a lot of time to just fuck around 100 hang out so you start to see time is valuable yeah yeah you don't want to fucking waste it with and you all want of these those, shit kickers. Yeah, you know and you, I mean? want, you want the good experiences in life too, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to have good times, good memories with people that can- Lift sh- you up. Yeah, lift you, but share the same, you know, experiences and, and values. So, I, I, yeah, I really do. That hits the home for me. Mm. That's you. a fucking home run, mate. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll finish it off with your top three tips it's mainly around if you were to fall a little bit on that negative side, if someone gave you feedback and you're like, oh, shit, yeah, maybe I'm a bad person or I didn't do good. What's something that you remind yourself with to kind of not take things too personally? Top three things. Honestly, I haven't really thought about it too much. But with, with what we've talked about today, obviously, you need to be comfortable in your own skin. Don't let negative feedback get you down. Don't get stuck on it. Um, so once you start to realize your own value, that's when, you know, you, you find yourself not dwelling on things. And I guess point number two is be open to feedback. Obviously, I'm not saying, you know, shut yourself off from any feedback. You're the king of the world. You're top shit because that just makes you a dickhead <laughs> yeah. and you're not going to grow as a person. Yeah. So be willing to actually accept feedback is the number is number two. And then number three is value your time. Like, like we were just saying, because you don't have unlimited time in life. Yeah. And as you grow older, you start to see time is valuable. Um, and I'm seeing that now more than ever with this um, FIFO job. We haven't really talked about it in this episode, but I'm doing like a 10 days on, four days off. So 10 days working, I'm doing, you know, 5.30 to 6 o'clock. Not 30 minutes, but 12 and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good shift. Yeah, it's a solid knock. But then, you know, by the time you get home, you may cook, you got to eat, wash up, and you've probably got a few minutes before you're in bed. Yeah. So with that time to yourself, what are you going to do? You're going to spend that time with 
old mate from fucking 10 years ago who doesn't give a fuck about you or you want to spend time with the people that you value the most um even with the four days off like those four days are like almost gold now yeah Yeah. you know so that's given me a different outlook on life where you know i really have to maximize that time with the people i want to the most yeah not only that but also myself yeah like with that time we were speaking off off camera about going to going to the gym um because i'm limited on time i want to maximize every freaking minute of that of those days so going back to the lesson is value your time and you know really think about what you want to spend your time with yeah because with that like if you want to spend time with tire kickers (laughs) as i would put them Shit kickers. Shit kickers, fucking, you know, people that aren't going to lift you up. Like, it's, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So those, in conclusion, that, uh, that's my presentation <laughs> on my top three tips on how to not give a fuck. And, uh, yeah, it's going to serve you a lot better if you follow those three rules. You can learn about it in my upcoming book, uh, publishing in uh, the next 20 years. You can find it on how I don't fucking know yet. But, um, <laughs> Hashtag. That's it. No, I think that's a solid tips. I think. Yeah. Even if I were to chime in, very, very similar. I think that but the, the difference from my perspective is knowing yourself. Knowing yourself, is yes. number one. And that takes time. That's all about experience. That's just your mistakes that you make. And from those mistakes, you learn from those mistakes, mm. right? I guess another outlook is uh, understand, so, so to speak, losses or failures, I should say. Mistakes. Failures is probably a better word. Yeah. Be open to that. And understand that they're not failures. They are. They're life lessons. Yeah. So if you have that mindset of how can I be better, that helps you not dwell on the past. And you'll find that your mindset changes a lot. Going back to, you know, early stages of work career, I was honestly down in the dumps. Like, why am I fucking up so much? I wasn't seeing the actual lessons in those experiences. But then once I started to, you know, self-analyze and self-reflect um you know i I was able to see that a little bit more yeah because i i have seen people that do self-reflect and they literally focus on the negatives yeah and nothing else you shouldn't really be reflecting multiple times on one action you should be reflecting analyze see what you could have done better and move on don't dwell on the negatives don't dwell on it regrets i don't like to think about Life regrets? No like, regrets. Oh, I should have done that better. Oh, yeah, I should have. Yeah. like, oh, man, I, yeah. that thing I should have done better. Obviously, yeah, you can do better, but what's that going to give you if you keep thinking about Same that shit. one thing? Yeah. Like, literally, you're just wasting your time. Yeah. yeah. I think my tip would be it's like it is self-reflecting, like what you were saying, but it's more like if someone gives you feedback, know how to deconstruct that feedback. So, like, what can I take away from this and what's the action you can do to like for your next step to improve it? Mm. Like someone could give you a whole bunch of feedback and like part of it is like, oh, you're not doing a good job, but why aren't you doing a good job? And then they give you that tip in that part. So I kind of deconstruct and be like, okay, this is the part that where the core of the problem is. And then that's the core of the problem. And then how can I implement something different next Mm. time Mm. to do that better? So that's what I would say is if someone is to give you feedback, deconstruct it. That's my 
sort of reflecting and then deconstruct it and then tweak your strategy for the next time you're going to do this job or next time how you're going to say something to someone and then that's how you move forward and you don't always you never go back and be like oh I didn't do this good enough but it's like yeah you didn't do this good enough but what can you do now to make it better Mm. hashtag fuck the haters (laughs) love yourself and fucking live your life yeah yeah i think the biggest thing is make mistakes because those mistakes are life lessons yeah don't be afraid to make mistakes you need it you need to make the mistake (laughs) to learn yeah don't just fucking make mistakes for the sake of making mistakes but when they do happen like know why you take a lesson out of that yeah Yeah. 100 percent. and with that i think that's it yeah are we going to talk about mario kart i saw mario kart in the notes oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) wow it's a little well, I was, in the episode. notes, I was going to say, you don't take things personally and you don't, you're not a very competitive person unless it's, it's Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. <laughs> like, when it comes to games, I'm a fucking competitive person. Dude, you're like, like, inside, I want, I want to win everything. Yeah, on those little, like, buttons. I feel sorry for the buttons. Going like, ah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the Mario Kart note. <laughs> RuneScape, yeah, nice. mate. I'm still, I'm still rocking the RuneScape. No. For you- all you RuneScape players. <laughs> What's your, what's, your I, what's your IGN? What's your in-game name? My ID? in-game name is Bum Bum. No, no space. <laughs> uh, is it actually? It is. Oh, the, story, the story behind that, we're going a little bit off topic here. <laughs> like the, the game RuneScape, they did what's called like a name nuke. So all of these inactive accounts that haven't been played for five years or whatever it was, they basically stripped <laughs> their names. Yeah. So knowing that because names kind of like a valuable commodity like once you lock it in that's yours and then if someone wants your name they can buy it off you oh, oh nice. shit yeah so we were like oh crap we got to find these like singular small words um to try to you know hold some value like um my cousin ryan he got crow you got protein all of these like you know nice. single words that like as stupid as it sounds like people want that shit you're making money out of this wow yeah i got some like fringe words like one was like a skill like Dungeoneer, and then I got Bum Bum. <laughs> bum Bum. Have you made money off it? I haven't sold it. I, I, I just keep it for myself. But yeah, if you want to add me, uh, add Bum Bum. And, uh, <laughs> there you go, guys. Adam, if you play Has some anyone Rune King, RuneScape. to buy it? Uh, I mean, I've, I get compliments all the time, but hmm. no offers, but whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, we'll finish off with Bum Bum then. <laughs> thanks, well, Alex, thanks. for joining. Yeah, th- thanks for the tips, Bum Bum. Yeah, no whackers, mate. <laughs> See you later. All right. See you guys. Peace. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in to this episode. If you're loving this podcast, please hit the follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Ding, ding. It would mean the world to us if you could give us a star rating and feedback so we can continue to improve on bringing better content to you. Yeah, yeah. If you found this episode helpful in any way or you know someone who'd need this, please share it with them as we're all about helping each other out. Don't forget we love listening to your ideas too. So make sure you share any topics that you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram with the handle Ask the Joy Podcast. Slide it into our DMs, baby. Pika pika. You can stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes or the release of our new episodes there too. All right, that's it for now. And we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye. Bye.